Welcome everybody to the Extra Credit Show. I am Anselmo Moreno. And I'm Richard David. And we are back again with another podcast here to help you guys all navigate the credit scoring world and master your credit score. We have a great topic lined up for you guys today and I'm ready to get started. How about you, Richard? Oh, of course. Always, always a pleasure to inform people of what they should and shouldn't do in terms of credit repair. Now, if you're a consumer in the market today here in the United States of America, and you're looking for debt and credit help, you're probably going to search the internet, right? And run, a, run across a lot of terms. Some of those terms can be maybe credit counseling, debt settlements, bankruptcy, debt management, credit repair, and debt consolidation, right? All these buzzwords that are out there and all of these consumer financial relief um, options that people can seek out. The term credit repair is the one that always resonates with me because I feel that's the most misunderstood one. Now, you and I, we've been professional credit consultants since 2006. So we've helped thousands of consumers along the years, help them master their credit score and help them improve their score for whatever reason, buy a house, just have better credit, wanting to be in the 700 club, whatever, right? But when you're navigating this, the spectrum of all the things, it can be very overwhelming, right? Yes. Now... I oftentimes have found that during our consultations, we actually find out that the consumer is not ready for credit repair. Absolutely. Sometimes the consumer comes in uh, and he wants help, legitimate help, but he's in a current financial bind. Uh, he's been late on multiple of his accounts uh, recently. So, and so what we've learned is just simply because you have bad credit doesn't mean you're ready for credit repair. That is correct. When I, when I'm out networking with people and I tell them, oh, you know, I'm in the consumer credit business. I help people improve their credit scores. They're like, oh, wow. Especially during the recession. They're like, you must be super busy. You guys must be drowning in new business. It's like, well, there's, there's a lot of people out there that have bad credit that would like to have better credit, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're ready for credit repair. Absolutely. You know, they're not. They're not ready to take the next step to to maximize their credit score or to start fixing the things that went bad. And what we really mean by that is if you're out there and you're you have bad credit and you want to go through and maybe improve your credit, because most people with bad credit want to have better credit. Of course. We want to you want to make sure that you are able to fix your credit and that you're in the right position to fix your credit. And, and that's what the show today is going to be all about. Is credit repair right for you? And when is credit repair not right for you? So if you're listening and you're wondering whether credit repair can be a good thing or whether it could be advantageous for you, we're going to be talking about that today. So for the first thing I want to do is just for the public, define credit repair. Technically, what is the textbook definition of credit repair? Credit repair is when a company receives money or goods in exchange for raising someone's score. So... Is there a difference then between credit repair and a consumer improving their own credit? Well, of course. In one, in one sense, a consumer improving his own credit isn't legally defined as credit repair because he's not receiving goods. But uh, if you pay an entity or another individual for such, then yes, that is considered legal credit repair under the CROA um, Credit Repair Organizations Act. And so that definition of credit repair is how credit repair companies operate. They are mm -hmm. governed by CROA, the Credit Repair Organizations Act, which is a federal act enacted in 1996 to govern credit repair companies because back then there was a lot of shadiness going on. And so CROA was enacted and it defined credit repair, as you stated, just basically a company that 
accepts money in in exchange for or promising to improve a consumer's credit score. But if a consumer is doing it on their own, it's technically just a consumer trying to fix their own credit or, or trying to improve their score. So there's there's a big definition there. I would define it as making sure that it, what's on his credit report is accurate. I define it as mastering your credit score, well, right? You, you know, go. just kind of what we've been talking about all And that's weeks. the name of the game, mastering your credit score. Absolutely, because you you can't have a credit like we I always tell people, okay, I can't fix your credit for you like without your help, right? It's Absolutely. a team effort. And and when we talk about you not being ready for credit repair, I'm talking about we're over here trying to help you clean up some of the bad items and then the consumers paying late adding new negative items. If you're currently paying late on things like car loans, student loans, credit cards, whatever financial obligations that you have, if you're currently unable to meet those as agreed and you're paying late, you're not ready for credit repair. Not at all. Right? Um, and, and, you know, it's something that's very common. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean you're in a financial bind. Sometimes it can just literally mean that you are, let's face it, irresponsible. Um for example, I recently had a consumer come into me wanting credit repair because he wanted to buy his seventh or eighth investment property. But when reviewing his credit report, you know, I, I realized that he was currently paying late on some of his accounts, uh, timeshare and, and some other accounts. Um, and the individual had plenty of money. I mean, he had seven other mortgages that he was currently financing and he wanted to obtain two others. But when discussing with him, you know, let's... Let's figure this out. Let's see what we can do for you. He strictly was to the notion of, a, you know, I get what I want. And if this is going to be a, a bother, I'm just not going to deal with it. That person obviously was too arrogant to get out of his own way for credit repair. He was not ready for credit repair. Um, he just didn't want to put his effort into making sure that there was no future damage on his credit report. Somebody like that. If they don't need to be using the finance system, so if they don't want to borrow money, right, and they and they have their own money to acquire whatever there is that they're willing, willing to acquire, then they just simply don't need their credit, right? So often, not everybody's in that same position. Most people, when they're in a financial bind or when whether they have credit repair needs or they think they want to have credit repair needs, it's simply because at some point in the future, they're going to be needing their credit report. That is correct. You know, most people can survive and live in the United States of America without credit. It's, it's, it, they're not going to buy a house. They may not buy a new car, but they can get by. But once you get to the position of, man, I've been renting for a long time. I'm paying somebody else's mortgage. My car keeps breaking down. I could sure use a new one. That's when you realize that credit and your credit score is very, very important. That is correct. And that's when you may start thinking of, okay, maybe I need to improve my credit because maybe I need to, maybe I want to buy a house someday. My kids are growing. We're kind of squished in this little apartment, right? Whatever reason happens, your your mindset starts to shift. And like you mentioned earlier, it could be just being irresponsible. Maybe you make plenty of money, but you're irresponsible with it, which we see that a lot too as credit consultants. So it's all about maybe if you're not in the mindset to hold yourself accountable or to make those cutbacks, exactly. then you're not ready for credit repair either. Correct. Right? Because there's, there's many times in maybe that, that same example that you said right now where the, the consumer was upset at the timeshare company and, and just didn't want to deal with it and he was just going to stiff them for the principal. And I see it all the time. People, 
people go, I'm not paying that bill because it's the principle of it. They screwed me or I disagree with it. And, you know, when you look at it, like, for example, I co-signed for my cousin for T-Mobile and T-Mobile, I am not paying that T-Mobile bill. It's like, technically you signed it. So without getting through this hump, we're not going to be able to really maximize the score. Right. So it's just being in the wrong mindset. And sometimes you got to look further ahead. For example, is this silly little T-Mobile bill worth you not getting your house? Right. Now you put things in perspective. People change their frame of thinking. But it's all about holding yourself accountable, having the right mindset to make those types of decisions and maybe excess spending. Right. We, we see we surprisingly enough. Um, when I tell people I'm a credit consultant and I have a lot of clients that have a very high income, very high net worth, and it's just simply they have the wrong mindset. They're spending too much money on things they shouldn't be spending on, and they're not being responsible in the management of their credit. Correct. Right? They they ride their credit cards as supplemental income, and they have maxed out credit cards, and, and they're just not able to get over that hump. But maybe they need to make some cuts, right? Maybe I, I tell people all the time, if you want to buy a house in the next 12 months, maybe you need to stop going and eating out every day, save a little bit of money, pay down your credit cards, pay down some of this debt. And, you know, it's about getting them in the right mindset. That's how you'll know if you're ready for for credit repairs, if you're willing to make those sacrifices, maybe over the short term for long term rewards. I'm glad you mentioned that, folks. Sometimes that's exactly what you need is being willing to make those sacrifices. And it's hard. I mean, some of my consumers, uh, they don't have the funds necessary to get through credit repair because they're too busy worrying about helping their family or their friends or someone they know that really needs it. And, and although that's very altruistic and, and very good of them, it's not going to put them in a position to be able to buy their own home. So essentially, you know, they're helping others instead of themselves. Very noble, but if you really want to provide for your family, your children, you want to buy them that home instead of paying someone else's rent, Sometimes you have to make even those tough choices and sacrifice for the benefit of your well-being and your children's well-being. Absolutely. You know, again, I, I always like I tell my clients, OK, look, we have we have a serious spending problem here. You're both gainfully employed. Um, you're just spending too much money. And for frivolous reasons, they go out every weekend. They go to the beach every weekend, which is all fine. Right. Of course, we're not saying don't, don't enjoy your don't life, enjoy your life. <laughs> But when your credit cards are maxed out for it or you're not paying your bills on time and you're, you're not meeting your financial obligations or maybe you're taking on too many financial obligations to sustain this lifestyle, that's when I think that we have a problem. And I always connect it to dieting, right? Um, the doctor can tell you that you need to eat better, you need to eat better, you need to eat better. And you're not going to do it until you really like the light bulb turns on. Whatever turns on your light bulb, a lot of the times it could be you're going to die if you don't change, right? And then, all right, maybe now I'll change. Or, or sometimes you just don't like the way your clothes fit, and then that'll be enough to make you change. But I always connect it. And you know what I what I really, what it boils down to is just discipline, right? Having the discipline to stick to something, whatever it is, uh, the discipline to not drink soda or the discipline to not spend money on X, Y, or Z. Correct. And so that's how I, 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 I consider or I guide people to say, you're not ready for credit repair until you're ready to hold yourself accountable to this financial lifestyle change. Uh, absolutely. So, you know, to, to narrow it down, um, you need to be in the right mindset. If you're not in the right mindset and you're not ready to put in, you know, some effort or make some sacrifices, you are not simply not ready for credit repair. 
This is not something that anyone's going to magically do for you on their own. It's a, it's a teamwork effort. You have to put in as much effort as the person you hire or, or contract to do the repair for you. And now we really just kind of touched on people that are financially have income. They have means. They're just mm -hmm. simply not using their money wisely. Sure. Right? Um, but there's also a sign that you're not credit repair if you're currently in, in the middle of financial turmoil. Of course. Right. If you're in the middle of, say, a job loss, a layoff, maybe divorce. Um, heck, maybe you're going through medical issues. Right. And, and you're just in the middle of just financial crisis. You're probably a not thinking about credit repair. But B, if you are thinking of credit repair, you probably can't do anything about it. No, uh, if you're if you're in the middle of a divorce, per, per se. There's going to be damage on your credit report that's going to be continuous until the divorce is finalized. Um, you know, husband and wife or, you know, husband, husband, wife, wife, whatever the case may be. Uh, you're obviously angry at each other. You obviously are not trying to do what's in the best interest of both of you. And sometimes you're just not going to pay accounts simply despite your significant other or no longer at that point. But the point is, you're not going to be paying all your bills on time uh, because you, you're arguing on whose is whose or whose is what's not uh, one individual person's. It's going to continue to cause late payments on you. And although there may be a, a right in principle, the fact is your your credit report is going to be damaged. You can't start credit repair at that point in time. You have to wait till the entire process is finalized so that there's no excuses as to what you need to pay and what you don't need to pay or what you need to do and not need to do. Um, so there's no there's no credit repair at that point. If you're in the middle of this crisis and things are like crashing and burning, or even if you're probably living paycheck to paycheck, barely making ends meet, if we're looking at that type of situation and the consumer has poor credit and they want to have better credit, you know, oftentimes the things that are on the table are bankruptcy, Yes, and we can go over those types of solutions, um, but really most of the time, if it, when it comes to being ready for credit repair, it's it's about you went through a financial crisis, whatever it may be, and you had to stop paying your bills to keep food on the table and gas in the gas tank, right? Just basic life necessities where your credit cards didn't matter, you unfortunately maybe a divorce or whatever ended up in a car being repossessed, a home being foreclosed, right? I mean, we're talking major credit catastrophes. You're, you'll be ready for credit repair when you're back financially stable, but your credit doesn't reflect it. Credit repair is designed to help make your credit reflect your current financial situation. So if you went through a nightmare, your credit sucks, but now financially you're stable, you're putting money away, you got a good job, right? You have stable income, you're a little bit more disciplined with your money. Um, credit repair is designed to help make your credit report look like that when it doesn't because of whatever happened in the past. That is correct. I think that's one of the best ways that I like to describe credit repair for people. So again, to summarize, if you're in the middle of a financial crisis, you're not ready for credit repair. No. If you're not able to hold yourself accountable to a financial budget or a financial lifestyle change in order to improve your credit, where whether it be pay down good debt or even settle bad debt, you're not ready for credit repair. You know, another one that I think that maybe people don't quite grasp is if they're not planning on using their credit soon. And by soon, I want to define that as in the next 12 months. Okay. Okay. Right. So if you're, you know, if, if you don't plan to use your credit, um, 
to get an auto loan or home loan in the next year or maybe even two years, right? Then maybe you're not ready for true credit repair. Maybe you can take steps to establish credit, but maybe you're not ready to hire a professional credit repair company to start working on your credit. And here's where I'm going with this, Richard, because on, on last week I met with a young lady Mm-hmm. And this is this is a prime example of it. I, I met with her, and she made some mistakes in the past. Co-signed for family members, you know, tr- stuff that we see all the time. Sure. And so her credit report had a few collections for cell phones, utilities, and you know, TV providers, the whole nine. And she didn't have any good credit, none at all. She didn't have no credit cards. She she didn't have anything that she ever um, paid off as agreed. And I asked her, well, what do you what do you want? What do you got going on? She said, well, I want to become a CO. And they check my credit. But my, I know my credit isn't really poor. So I, I need to help hire you guys to help repair my credit. And I looked at her credit and I said, when do you want to be a CO? She's like, in the next year or two. I looked at all of her debt. It was all from five, five and a half years ago. Mm. So, I, you know, I talked to the young lady and I said, look, if you have absolutely no need to buy a house or use your credit in the next year, all this stuff is going to go away in the next two years, right? So, and you don't have any good credit. So simply build credit for the next 18 months and let this stuff age out through the seventh year statute. And by the time the seven year statute gets here, if you have 18 months or 15 months of on-time payment on the secured card, the secured loan, and this little new credit card, like your credit's going to be perfect. You technically don't need credit repair. That is correct. Right? Um, and that's something that, we always advocate, and we've talked about it plenty of times on the show, is understand when that seven-year statute is going to hit because it could potentially, you know, it could be within a time frame where you don't need to use your credit and all you need to focus on is reestablishing a positive history, let the seven years get here because time flies anyways, and then boom, there you go. You, you don't technically need to hire a company to fix your credit or, you know, start doing the credit repair, traditional credit repair. But what you do need to do is master your credit score. You need to understand this stuff so that you can, you know, take control of what's going on. You know, and, and in that particular case, uh, as you stated, if she's not planning on using your credit, um, obviously she doesn't need it. If she was planning on using it in the next six months, then maybe she might need it. Um, it just it really depends on the situation. And again, knowing what the options are and what the facts are, are going to empower you to make an informed decision on whether credit repair is right for you or not. Absolutely. You know, when we first started our our credit repair company, our primary business model was to go and form relationships with people in real estate and people in mortgage lending because Mm -hmm. they were talking to consumers that were actively in front of or they were actively looking to use their credit. They were in front of those consumers. And oftentimes maybe they could not use their credit because or they couldn't finance the home because the credit was poor. And then there we go. We have a warm referral into our office. Obviously, we take care of them, fix their credit, send them back to the lender. They complete the transaction. It's actually, we, we've created some fantastic relationships with some of the best lenders here in town. Oh, definitely. And so, but that is a, a sign, again, that reinforces like those consumers are ready for credit repair because they see the, the that on the other side. You know, I always say credit repair is intangible. We can't feel it. can't no. touch it. But... Um, you can touch the house, you can see the house, you can feel the house, right? And oftentimes a poor credit score is in the way of that of that house. And now it becomes very valuable. And our expertise in that um, has lent itself very well here in our community, very proud of what we've done. Um, and now we're doing this, this show to expand and hopefully help consumers across the United States because we can't help everybody. You know, we have a very strong foothold here in Southern California, but 
we can't help everybody. And hopefully through this show, we can help many more people than we traditionally can with our firm. Maybe one day we will. <laughs> Maybe one day we will. Absolutely. Um, so, but yeah, you know, if you're, if you're listening to a show, it's because you are looking for credit repair or you're looking to help manage your credit or just get better with your credit and understanding that there's a lot of credit repair options out there. Um, but you want to make sure that you're ready for credit repair. I think it's the point that we've really tr tried to drive home. Um, earlier before we started recording, I actually started talking about um, if you're in a financial crisis, you're not ready for credit repair. And you brought up a great point. You said, but maybe while they're in a financial crisis, they can take preventative measures Correct. To minimize the damage on the credit score. So that uh, credit repair can become feasible right afterwards. Or it, it can be more effective too, you exactly. know, easier. Um, so what are, so, what are the, some of those preventative measures that consumers can take to minimize the damage on their credit score? Um, if they're going through a financial crisis right now. Okay. So, I mean, if you're going through a financial crisis right now, um, generally I would advise uh, what, what I term as damage control. Uh, obviously, control your spending. Um, if you, for an, for an example, let's say that you just lost a loved one, okay? You need to dish out fifteen twenty thousand dollars $20,000 on funeral costs. Now, that's a big expense for anybody. I don't care who you are. Um, you don't have it. So now you're going to be unable to afford payments on your credit cards or other you know, credit accounts because you have to come up with money for this funeral costs. Well, you know, you, you're going to be doing damage control. You're going to be systematically defaulting on specific accounts, trying to minimize the damage so that once the crisis is over and you get back on track, you may start dealing with only a limited amount of defaulted accounts instead of letting everything go across the board. Let's break that down a little bit further. Yes. Um, are, did you make the assumption that the consumer financed the funeral on credit cards and now has maxed out credit cards because he paid for the funeral on the credit cards and that's where the credit card debt came from? That That is one possibility and yes. And so in, in assuming then that the consumer maybe has three or four credit cards mm -hmm. and if he defaults on all of them, now he's got four 30-day late payments for 60-day late payments. So then damage control can then be further defined as do a, tr a balance transfer, get all the balances on one card. If possible. Right? And then now just default on one card instead of all four. Correct. And now you just get 130-day, 160-day. Yeah, Correct. I like that. That's a, that's a very good strategy. Another strategy that I often say is assuming, because obviously credit is so, um, there's going to be so many different scenarios, but assuming that a consumer is going to be filing for bankruptcy, then the consumer will go, well, I'm going to be filing for bankruptcy, so I'm just going to stop paying everything right now. <laughs> so then you think about it and you're like, well, actually the 30-day late's going to hit, the 60-day late's going to hit. So damage control, if you're going to file bankruptcy, would then look like file bankruptcy before you default on things so you don't get any late payments on a credit report and now you avoid because the damage comes from the late payments not so much from the bankruptcy it's from 30 60 90 120 charge off that can lead up to before filing for bankruptcy and here's a little secret guys not everybody qualifies for bankruptcy some people make more money than they than they're allowed to for for bankruptcy and you just aren't, don't qualify or qualify for a chapter where you're going to have to repay your creditors back anyways. So 
you know, you can't just decide I'm not going to pay off all your creditors. If you're really going that route, you need to do some uh, investigation as to what you can and cannot do. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening to the show, I'm sure you've done plenty of investigation or you have the ability to do some investigation. Another thing that uh, I remember doing a lot of damage control mm-hmm. was um, when foreclosures and short sales were very prominent. Oh, so consumers would then or home go, mo- loan modifications. <laughs> well, the damage control would come because the consumer would get into the mindset of I'm gonna I'm my, I'm gonna lose my home, so therefore I'm gonna stop paying my mortgage. <laughs> so then now the damage comes in the 30, 60, 90 day late payment that goes on the report when you stop paying your mortgage. Well, the damage control then would be a short sale, uh-huh. and then don't pay, and then continue to pay your mortgage until the short sale closes, so that you don't get any late payments on the credit report. You know, you just get the settlement in full on the report, which will hurt your score, but not nowhere nearly as much as if you add on late payments to that. And so that's a little bit of damage control, too. There's a, there's a lot of ways to do some damage control, like you said, uh, but it's really, I think, the underlying theme is just don't pay late. Well, of course. If you can minimize the late payments, you're doing some significant damage control. Right. And so I think the first people do when they're in a financial crisis is they they let go of everything. They stop paying things, um, which is normal in a financial crisis. I get that. But if you have an exit plan like bankruptcy, then think about it twice because the bankruptcy will help you get out of debt. But if you if you continue to pay your bills up until the bankruptcy point, you can save a lot of credit damage and it can make the credit report process much, much smoother, much, much easier. Uh, We can probably talk about this for another day or two but you know we like to keep our shows to the 30 minute mark and we're approaching that um so if you're still listening i want to thank you guys all still for listening we do have an extra credit task of the week oh definitely Um, so the extra credit task of the week is build a budget if you are going to be thinking about credit repair or you're going to be thinking about damage control first you need to know what your means are build a budget and stick to that budget yeah, absolutely. If you if you want to know if you're ready for credit repair, your budget's going to tell you because if you don't have discretionary income, then you're probably not ready for credit repair. Um, but B, your budget can potentially let you know where all your money's going and then you can make those cuts and now have money, discretionary income for credit repair. Guys, we have a great budget creator spreadsheet. Um, if you go to our website, theextracreditshow.com, we will have a link uh, that will help you get this free spreadsheet or this free tool so you can create a budget it's, it's awesome we give it to all of our clients so again the extra credit show.com uh, free budget worksheet if you don't already have one uh, there's there's a lot of them there's a lot of different systems out there um, if you don't have one and want to start somewhere start by visiting our website and getting this free budget worksheet we, we highly recommend it not just because it's a smart way to start managing your finances take control of your finances if you have means but you're just irresponsible like we talked about at the beginning of the show and you want to start to improve your credit and you want to master your credit score, a budget is the way to start. If don't, you're in, Go ahead. I was just saying, don't take that as an insult, but just do some self-reflection. You know if you're being irresponsible. Or you know, not. It's, a, it's a, again, going back to just self-discipline, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're in the middle of a financial crisis, a budget can help you navigate that crisis because it can show you where your money's going, and maybe you can make those cuts. There you um, go. So there you guys go. Guys, I am Anselmo Moreno. And I'm Richard David. Thank you so much for listening to The Extra Credit Show. We'll see you guys next time.